He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Here we go. It is Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Drew Berkwist. This is my show. Damn glad to be with you. It's a great day here in Florida. Absolutely stunning outside. I hope it's not awful wherever you are. Too hot, too cold. Probably not too hot anymore, but it's but it's pretty damn amazing. I don't think it's probably the same temperature where you are, Disco. Nope. It's uh, in the 30s, and the winds are crazy. It's like 35-mile-per-hour winds. It's insane right now insane so if if i my feed goes we know that my satellite dish has flown away yeah and just my house like right now i feel like my house is shaking from the wind gusts that are happening it's gonna be one of those one of my uh, one of my dogs is hiding underneath my feet it's a wizard of oz moment yes it very much this could turn out to be very exciting for you actually Yes. Just well, saying. one of my dogs just passed gas out of fear, and that smells awful. <laughs> what a great start to the show today. Hey, Patty Marshall in West Virginia. Glad you're here. Surely 70 degrees. Yep, that's that's pretty much what it is here. It's pretty awesome. 38 raining in Wisconsin. 50 and raining in Missouri. Man, tough in those states today. Um, lots to get into. There's a lot to cover, both in the main show as well as on Booze and Banter. We're going to touch on Sam Britton. I'm sorry I had to look at a picture of him. Uh, on the thumbnail, but you did. We got it's staring about. at him all morning. It's yeah, you, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just an amazing. He's got a great look. Uh, not really. I mean, if you're going for something hideous like that, Sam Britton. We're gonna talk KJP. We got Dr. Fauci, who's back at it. John Kirby talking lockdowns. Elon, Elon and the Twitter and Apple saga continues. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. We're gonna talk about it more today because there's some more news there. Mike Lindell in the news not just because he's a sponsor of the show although you should go to mypillow.com use promo code drew to save up to 66 percent i'm sure i'll say that again when we talk about him later but we're going to do all that in booze and banter china spiraling even further out of control if you can imagine that and the un <clears throat> the un essentially called called for an end to free speech now of course they're not going to say it that way i'll tell you what i'm talking about that's 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 all coming up in Booze and Banter, which will be over. You can see it on the screen, drewberkwist.locals.com. We've also kindly put it in the chat room for you today. You can scroll up. We'll do it several times throughout the show. You can get on over there. Pour yourself a drink. Bring some friends. And let's get to question of the day because there is the bell. And this, look, kind of random and not all at the same time. But I need you to think about this. Think long and hard and give us your answer. Here's the question. It is. Would you rather be kicked by a horse, a real live horse, take a boot from a horse, or have to spend the holidays with the Biden family? Again, the question of the day, would you rather be kicked by a horse or have to spend the holidays with the Bidens? I'll let you think about it and send in your response as you do. Guys, once upon a lifetime in America, people lived on farms. I know they still do. And God bless our farmers. But you didn't have to tell those people to eat their vegetables and fruits to stay healthy. That's what they did. That's what they grew. It's, it's what they ate. That's just, it was on their property. That's what they did. But as Americans became more mobile, the country developed, we, end, we ended up getting all these faster foods, these processed foods. And the problem is, as we all know, or you should know, is there's not a lot of nutrients and nutritional value in those foods. As a, as a result, we're not as healthy. So let me tell you what I take to combat that. Because I'm, man, I'm busy. You, you could probably imagine. I'm busy. Disco, the team's busy. I have Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Because again, people used to eat fruits and vegetables all the time. But Americans are busier now. I'm busy. And as a consequence, thank God my wife feeds me well at home. The decisions I make on my own, I, they're not good. But. You take Field of Greens, you get all of those nutrients. You get all the fruits and vegetables that you want, that you moreover need in a tasty drink. It's a powder you pour it in. They send you a tumbler. You shake it up with whatever beverage you want, which, which reminds me or makes me think. I wonder if there's other things. Anyways, you, you shake it on up in there, and you've got it all in. 
You're going to feel better. Your doctor is going to be like, what the hell are you doing at your next checkup? They're going to love you. You're going to love yourself. You're going to feel good about it. It's just the smart thing to do, guys. Take care of yourself. Don't take some of these supplements out there that have no value to them. You're just literally pouring money into something that's not going to help you. This is the real stuff. It's organic. It's processed the right way. It's done the right way. Rather, it's not processed. So get on over to fieldofgreens.com. You can save 15% on your first order by using promo code Drew. You'll save an additional 10%, 25 total, if you subscribe. So get on over there against fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Drew to save 15%. All right, let's get to some responses. Kathleen D. Rhodes, I'll take the kick from the horse. Kick, stomped, ran over anything but spend time with the Bidens. Craig says, I'll take on the Biden family. I like that. I like that spirit, Craig. Scott, kicked by a horse. That would be twice. Kicked, definitely, says Catherine. I'll take the kick. I picked Joe Biden, says Kerry. All right, fair enough. If I can have a camcorder and guaranteed safe return, I'm brave. I'll go into the lion's den, says Shirley. I like that. I like that. What do we got over here? Kick me, says Debbie. I like horses. I'll go with that. Been kicked twice, says Jerusalem. I'll take the kick. A moose? Are we talking? Is, is your response Alaska girl moose? Or are you? Or is there another story going on here? Either way, I like the response. Holidays with the Bidens. I would pee in a shampoo bottle, put alcohol in eye drops. I like that, Kathy. That's that's some fun kind of Christmas vindictive spirit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a dirty Christmas spirit. <laughs> it's a dirty Christmas. Um, Hey, James, good to see you in Baltimore. Um, so <sighs> it would be about the same. Only difference is you'd recover from getting kicked by the horse. Nobody recovers by staying with Biden. Fair point. Disco, what would you do? See, that's I've been thinking about it all morning. And uh, two different avenues. If I get kicked, I can recover. My mind will forget the pain. You know, like, like yeah. oh, I've been kicked once. But you're not like constantly aching in that spot you know until you're you know once you're fully recovered but then other side i can't not unforget my time with the bidens but like some of you other people said let's have fun now i mean i i don't know like <laughs> i can be a pretty good troll if i need to be you know <laughs> so uh, it, it's a hard one but i would have to probably say you know what i'm gonna go with biden let's go with the bidens be a great story yeah. Just one Christmas. I spent the entire holiday season with the Bidens. I, see, I kind of think that's how I'm going, too. I, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those impossible questions on purpose. I cannot stand them. I loathe them. I think that they are yeah. subhuman. But the entertainment value and the stories, like some people have said, if you knew you were going to get out of there unscathed, I don't know. I think it's an interesting... I think yeah. it's an interesting option to go with. I mean, but but then also too, like the yeah. other side, you hear Jill and Joe like, remember that one time we had Drew over for the holidays? Like he just walked around with a gun in his underwear the entire time. It was yeah. weird. You know? Well, I wanted to make Hunter feel comfortable, so I dressed the way that exactly. he dressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we accept you, Hunter. Bring it in. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, interesting question. You can keep sending your responses in. You can keep chatting about it. We're glad you're here. Uh, but let's let's get into some news today. And I, I don't like talking about this dude, but this is kind of funny right here. And, and not all at the same time. But you remember this dude, Sam Britton? This dude, he's the non-binary dude, identifies as they, them. Oh, I can't stand looking at him. Um, and works in the Department of Energy's office. By the way, that's, that's him giving a TED Talk, just so you know. Yeah, because, I mean, of course, it yeah. makes sense yeah. that you would have a dude with a mustache, lipstick, and, and uh, high heels giving a TED Talk. It makes perfect sense in 2022. But he works, and it makes perfect sense, right, that he works in the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy. His qualifications for the job were basically that he wore dresses, heels, and makeup to work, despite being a man, a bald man with a mustache. Anywho... We all know about him. We've shown pictures before of him doing what's that? I don't even know the crazy foreplay, nasty pup. Oh, games. like the dog play or pup whatever. Pup play or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, 
We've Whatever it that. is, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yes, that's all not is. a big I mean, fan. Hey, to each its own. If you're into yeah. that, that's fine. Yeah. But for me, I was I'm like, I'm just not a rubber ball and gag kind of guy. Like that's just not my thing. Um, but the squeaky toy gets you. Yeah, I mean, squeaky if it's toy? if it's a, yeah. like a, a if it's a good yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but so obviously, like everyone else in this administration, the, the qualifications were not there, at least in terms of merit, in terms of productivity. All of that stuff that the qualifications for this administration's are. Do you check all these crazy ass weird boxes, which he, of course, does? Well, this creature was arrested for felony for felony theft, specifically for allegedly snatching a Vera Bradley suitcase reportedly worth twenty three hundred dollars at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. I was just in that airport, Uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport back in September, uh, September 16th, to be specific. Of this year. And of course, like every other Democrat, Sam lied, said he didn't steal the suitcase, just took it by mistake. And I want to read a direct quote from the New York Post broke this story. And it just kind of shows you where we are at this point in history. There's there's multiple layers to it that show kind of where we are. None of it good, by the way. But it starts off with a quote from Sam who said, if I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to return it but I don't have any clothes for another individual. Britton first told the officer that my clothes were in the bag when he opened it. However, Britton called the officer back two hours after their first conversation and confessed not being completely honest. They said they accidentally grabbed the wrong bag. The ledges, they, they, (laughs) I'm going to come back to that, said they accidentally grabbed the wrong bag at the luggage carousel due to exhaustion. So first of all, well, you've got the lie in there, right? But you've got the New York Post, who does some good work, right? They, they do. They don't get everything right, nor does anyone. But you've got the New York Post going along with his fantasy of preferred pronouns by referring to Sam Britton, this odd creature, as they in their news article. That's so disappointing. Not surprising, so disappointing. That now grammar is a construct of misogyny and white supremacy. And this is how the Marxists and the radical left destroy culture by making them believe falsehoods, going along with this. I know that's a simple thing. The, the, the nuts and bolts of the article is a Biden official, a Biden, Biden official who happens to be a weird ass dude that was celebrated for some crazy reason has now been arrested for stealing something that is that is that's a great story we're going to talk about it still even more here for a second but but the other undercurrent of this whole story is the fact that people again even the new york post who does a lot of things right are going along with this nonsense and what you're going to get is you're going to get i guarantee sam's defense is going to be something ridiculous like the bag identified as use yours and he took it because Sam identified the bag as me and mine's. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be some just wonky-ass shit that you're like, what, what did they just say? But it throws you off, and then people go along with it. And if you don't go along with it, you're an awful person. Because that's the world we live in now, right? If convicted, he could face up to five years in prison or a $10,000 fine. And if we're all being honest with ourselves, neither of those two are probably going to happen. In fact, Sam's probably going to get a promotion. A fancy new pair of heels, maybe a new shade of lipstick. Because that's the world what we do. The de- that's how the Democrats play this game. They protect each other. When a Democrat gets in trouble, other Democrats just rally around them. Make people like Sam, in this case, the victim. And of course... You know, he's going to be the victim of a bigoted society against non-binary people. That's going to be the story that comes out of this. Can you believe how many awful people in America that won't go along with these totally made-up fantasy ideas that people can have different genders, change their gender on the hour, all of that? That's what's going to happen here. It's going to be like the law enforcement story that we talked about in Foreign and Domestic we talked about yesterday. Dude runs over people, then gets beat up by cops for running over 25 26 cops and they're trying to make him the driver who plowed into them the victim you've got a a 
non-binary transgender person here who stole something and is going to come out of this thing the victim they're going to say drew oh drew just went he just made fun of him because he's a man and wears lipstick and high heels yes i do i did and you can be mad at me if you want but he should still be punished but he won't and that's the beauty of the left that's the um, that's how they do things they're never responsible for any of their actions Anything and everything that they do can be explained away. You know why? Because they're victims of society. All right, let's move on from that. Let's not look at any more pictures. Let's not talk about him anymore. I can see one in the studio because it's on one of the other monitors, and it's it's really wait. I I have I have some pictures. I'm just trying to bring. It turns the stomach. I mean, we don't. I, I. really don't want to look at more pictures but this is is this is more of a this is more of like something to laugh at you know let's uh so um yeah i had to look it up what kind of bag did he accidentally take they said that it was uh you know accidentally took whatever it doesn't matter uh they said it was a vera bradley bag that was worth what twenty four hundred dollars i went on their website can't find anything that that's expensive but this is the most expensive one that i see right now is this one okay at 540 bucks. And then this is, ale- this is allegedly his bag. Um, and I could see why they confused it. Um, it's real. That's, that's the bag he actually had. I think one of my daughters uh, has that bag. I know I'm joking. I, just, <laughs> I had to, I, had to th- I mean, you, it's easy to mix those two up, you know, it's a, a unicorn bag with the, to the flower one, you know, it's, it's our, but it's still, I can't even find on Vera Bradley's website. And I even like luggage. Nothing's that expensive. Now, did he take like the entire set? Maybe it was bedazzled. Like, I don't know. Yeah, or like it was like all six bags. These are mine. You know, <laughs> wait a second. None of these are are mine. You know, because uh, whatever. Just, but yeah. I, to me, it's if you took it, I'm glad he fessed up. After, after he, a, yeah, eventually. Eventually, yeah. Um, it would have been great if he's like, but I'm not giving the bag back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's mine now. It's like squatters rights. Um, Well, let's stick with the administration, right? Who hires all of these token people for shits and gigs. Then they think they're great. Ultimately speaking, all these people will be tossed to the curb in the end. But we had KJP who was at it again with some more pearls of wisdom from the podium. Take a listen and enjoy. Today, President Biden met with three U.S. winners of the 2022 Nobel Prize, Dr. Caroline Bertozzi, who won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry, Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics, and Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences. The Nobel Prize. Interesting. I didn't I've I've not heard of it. Yeah, I've never I've, I've never heard of it either. I mean, can um, you be an adult? I know, I know my spelling is bad, but I can read pretty well. Right. And I believe well, she should know what. <laughs> I mean, all adults for the most part, except, well, I mean, clearly not all adults. The vast majority understand how the Nobel Peace Prize is pronounced. Nobel, not noble. You it would have been great if someone did a, a question with her afterwards and they're like, it's Nobel, not noble. She's like, ah, tomato, tomato. Right. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's a big difference. It's a big, <laughs> big difference. difference. Yes. It reminds me of when Obama uh, referred to the to the to the the corpsman as the corpsman. You know, just mm, there there's simple a good one. Yeah. there's simple things that indicate and demonstrate that these people don't really know what's going on. They're not smart people. Reminder, folks: just because you're in some you know official position or you're on television does not mean you are smart. And in the case of KJP right there, she called it the Nobel Peace Prize four times. She didn't just do it once and slip or read the prompter wrong. It happens. I get it. It happens. But hey, she committed to it. She's, she, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking Here with it. Go. I'm changing the name. Yeah. You know why? Because I can. But that's what makes this so great. Is it's, it's not a slip of the tongue. It's mispronouncing it. It's not knowing it. It just simply shows that you're an idiot. And I, ho- I hope, I mean, we've gotten some gold out of this administration in so many different areas, whether it's Cam Cam or Saki 
or now her, all the, the different trans people they've hired. But I hope that she does stick around because she's a goldmine for soundbites. She just is the gift that keeps on giving. And all of her answers when she does give stuff, like that's, I mean, it's just all a non-answer, word salad. It's just, it, it, it ne I don't think we've gotten a straight answer from her yet. But, <clears throat> again, you look at her, you look at Sam Britton, who we've already talked about. And you say, how is this person in this position? And in the case of Sam Britton, again, it's because he's a freak show and they celebrate that and they get brownie points and they pander to these communities that they don't really care about by putting them in some high profile position. And if you're KJP, she's clearly not good at her job. I mean, literally, even Jen Psaki said that she got the job because she was a black lesbian female. That, that, those were her qualifications. They're just not good. But carrying on, she wasn't done. Let's, let's move on with KJP here because she fielded a question about this whole Twitter thing. By the way, uh, from a reporter who appears to be wearing a jacket made from the same fabric as Archie Bunker's chair. But she fielded this question, and the response is not surprising, but it's also not good. Take a listen question about Twitter. Um, you know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we, when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they, they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's, what's currently uh, occurring. And uh, we see, you know, we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting and just for, for ourselves what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms uh, from being used by any user uh, to incite violence, especially violence uh, directed at individual communities, as we have been seeing, and the president has been very clear on calling uh, that out. He'll continue to do that, uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Go ahead. So she says they're continuing to monitor social media. Of course they are. I mean, remember, it hasn't been that long now. I don't forget how many months it's been. But remember when they tried to hire um, Nina Jankowitz to lead the Ministry of Truth? <laughs> These people, the Democrats, y'all, are hell-bent on silencing people who disagree with them. They're hell-bent on censoring speech. I know I'm stating the obvious here. It should be obvious to everyone. But this is not the party of the First Amendment or the Second Amendment or any part of the Constitution. Democrats are the party of communist China. And don't forget Satan. They're wicked, wretched people with no values. Well, at least no values that align with everyday Americans. And you've got, when it comes to you know, the social media game now, obviously they've been social... Uh, censoring it, monitoring it for some time now, but they're, they're ramping up those efforts because you've got KJP, her Democrat masters, and the media who are scared shitless of Elon owning Twitter because he's a free speech absolutist. He's not some crazy wingbat alt-right conservative. He's, he, he, he's really pretty damn centrist. But they don't like him because, again, it's 100% compliance or bust with them. And he's an absolutist for free speech. He wants everyone to be able to have a voice, a spot at the table. And the regime cannot have that 
They can't have truth on social media. Again, if the media was fair, if social media was fair, the Democrats would never win an election again. There'd be no rigging involved. There'd be no fraud involved, at least from our side. It would be because their message and their values do not resonate with anyone. Sands a small percentage. But she says that they're monitoring hate speech, which is just a cover for speech that they disagree with. So they label it and call it hate speech. They're clever. They, they choose their words very carefully. And if you notice, all of them loyal to the party repeat the same talking points. You'll hear all of that throughout the media this week. Same words, the same phrases. They get there in the morning, check your email, here's your coffee, here are the words you're saying today. Don't say it that way, make sure you say it this way. And to their credit, again, credit where credit's due, they're always on point with their messaging. And they're on, they're on a hell-bent mission to make anyone who disagrees with them an enemy of the state. That includes you. That includes me. That includes lots of people. Again, it's not enough to agree with them on 7 out of 10 things. If you don't agree on 10 out of 10, you're their enemy. They want to destroy you. All right, we got plenty to get to still here, folks, but make sure you please hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. We appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much for spending time, not just with us, but spending time in the different chat rooms or community. Hit that plus sign over on Rumble. It's the Boxing Glove over on the Rumble app. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you might be, you know what to do. Make sure you're following that page. Subscribe to said page and continue to engage and share, share, share away. We'll be right back with some more stories after this quick break. The Christmas season brings about great joy for some. Eggnog, gifts, well, at least back before Joe Biden took office. Christmas carols and the occasional holiday romp. Let's be honest, we all know someone who took the smoochy smooch under the mistletoe thing a step too far and got themselves a present the next summer. Ho, ho, ho! But it's not a warm night by the fire, accompanied by Christmas songs you've heard a thousand times as you sip on hot chocolate kind of season now, is it? No, no. In fact, it can bring about great angst for some. Take, for example, here in digital media. You know the biz. We face our own problems. How do we give hosts and staff time with their families while still providing engaging content for the audience who deserves a special Christmas season? Damn good question. And we're not sure we know the answer, but we gave it our best shot. And we're excited to share with you the This Is My Show 12 Interviews of Christmas. 12 outstanding guests on 12 separate days to help you get into the spirit even after the show has gone on break. Conversations on the news in the current state of America. Uplifting stories, heartbreaking stories, and, you know, the potential for World War III. So, put on your ugliest Christmas sweater, subscribe to this channel, pour yourself some eggnog, and get ready for the 12 interviews of Christmas. We'll see you there. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own.
Nakatomi Plaza in there. I like it. I yeah, like I thought it. I thought I thought adding a little Nakatomi would be a fun little thing there. You know, a little surprise. We all need more Nakatomi in our life. Mm. Jay Wink, <clears throat> you definitely need not just you, Wink, but but everyone. Those I'm telling you, I know I'm a homer. I know that we're partnered with them, so there's things that I have to say. Um, but we choose who we sponsor or who we partner with, rather. Um, and my pillow is not only a great company with great people there, but those slippers are freaking awesome. My wife has been through multiple pairs now, not because they get worn and, and, and torn up. Like she just loves them that much. She wears them everywhere all the time and has for a while now. So, um, you, you'll be doing the same thing. Keep going back, go to mypillow.com, use promo code drew to save up to 66%. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, okay. The deep state dwarf Anthony Fauci is back and he's weighing in about these communist lockdowns that we're going to talk more about in booze and banter today over on locals, but he's weighing in. Here's what the smug little piece of shit had to say about it. The China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are, are they? Well, when you want to shut down, uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE, or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time to do that. But they have very, very strict type of a lockdown. They're locking people in their homes, which is really, they can't even go out and, from what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. That's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of what you want to do. Well, they- I mean... What a demonic liar he is. He's just such a waste. A waste of air, as Shirley Coleman says. He loved the lockdowns. He loved forcing people to wear masks. He loved crippling businesses, destroying lives, watching people take their own lives, sadly, because they'd lost everything. We went, I mean, I, I, I think some people have moved on too quickly from how dark of a time this country went through. We're still in an awful time, don't get me wrong. But that two-and-a-half-year period where we were going through it with COVID was ridiculous. And you know that Fauci is getting a hard-on watching the Chinese crush their people who simply want freedom. And you know that he wishes he could have done more and done it more akin to what China's doing now back in 2020 and in the years that followed. Because make no mistake about it, it, the Democrats want to rule by, you know, with using fear. They want to have that power and control, and they got to use fear as a key lever. And if they could get away with more here in America, they absolutely would. And it's just a further reminder on a daily basis that we have nothing in common with these people. There's nothing left. There's no compromise with them. There's, there's, there's no reason to try and find a way to make things work. And I'm a proponent of that. I'm a big proponent of that. But when you get to the point where it's, not lo- it's no longer possible, then you become an idiot for just trying and just banging your head up against the wall like, stop. They can't be reasoned with. This is that line from Terminator. But getting back to the murdering midget, <clears throat> he talks about people there in that clip locking, locking people specifically in China in their homes, not letting them walk the dog. But let's think about this for a second here, because it sounds like a quasi-reasonable statement, how he's, the tone he's taking, like, that's absurd. But isn't this the person... Who, who, by the way, in that same string of comments said, if you're locking it down and going crazy to get people vaccinated and to protect the elderly, okay. He was okay with that. He, he had no problem with that. Again, because he loves that shit. But he's trying to sound reasonable the rest of the time. This is the same person, though, who 
who said people should be inside and not, not go outside and exercise or walk their dogs. Make sure they don't, if they do walk their yards, don't leave your yard, just stay confined to right there. He was the one making recommendations from the podium. He always loves to say, I didn't actually do any of that. I didn't make policy. Well, but you're telling policymakers what you recommend, which is what's your job. The highest paid government official in all of the land, by the way. And when you say things, you get every bootlicking Democrat and a bunch of the, the rhinos out there on a power trip. You've got governors, you've got mayors, you've got all these people who implemented draconian measures and forced people to stay in their houses. I mean, do you, does he think? I, I think he probably does, again, because he's, he's an absolute just shit show who loves himself. But, I mean, do you think we've all forgotten the image of the guy on a paddleboard in California who got arrested for paddleboarding by himself? I think he does. does. Does he think that we've forgotten about cities nailing boards to basketball rims so nobody could play? Cities putting sand in skate parks? Crime scene tape that was put up at playgrounds so kids wouldn't go out and play at the playgrounds? The cities like New York set up hotlines encouraging people to rat on others who were gathering with more than six people. These people, that guy, collectively, they're six sons of bitches. And they will throw anything and everything they can at you if, if, if they go unchecked. They'd take it, I mean, honestly, they would not just take your freedom, they'd take your money and your property, things that they're actively trying to do through policy. Not as strongly as I'm saying there, but you get what I'm saying. They would take it if they could. They'd put you in some just community housing. And he's just, a, he's just an example. He's a personification, Dr. Fauci is, of how far they're willing to go in seizing power over you. Sticking with lockdowns, though, because there's a lot going on. Again, in China, if you haven't been paying attention, it's not, it's not looking good there. John Kirby was asked about lockdowns in China. Here's the exchange between him and Peter Ducey. So just to follow up, John, on the China issue, why is the White House's line that everybody has the right to peacefully protest and not the U.S. thinks it's bad to lock people up in their houses to stop COVID? We've, we've made it clear, Peter, that uh, uh, a, a, a lockdown is, is not a policy that, that uh, we're we're going to support here. We've we've come a long way uh, over these last three years. Hard to believe three years in terms of uh, treating COVID and preventing COVID. So uh, we've said, you know, a lockdown is not a policy that we support here. Um, but obviously, there are people in China that that have a, have concerns about that, and they're protesting that. And we believe they should be able to do that peacefully. <laughs> Peaceful protest. I. <laughs> Side point, I really wanted to when he came on the scene. I, I wanted to like John Kirby. I don't, because unfortunately he's just another lying sack of you-know-what carrying water for the regime. He's your typical person who, in theory, gets into the military for all the right reasons, then gets co-opted by the communists, becomes one of their flunkies to pass along their lies. Ensure that the narrative stays on track. Lies and the narrative, by the way, that are deliberately killing the country, purging our military, and destroying Western civilization. The stakes are pretty high. They're pretty high. But he said, and we've heard others this week say this too, that the White House made it clear that lockdowns are not a policy that we're going to support here. He's such a liar. Again, Fauci, him, the administration, Democrats love lockdowns they're gearing up for another if they're given the opportunity they would do it in a heartbeat you've got los angeles who's already talking and other cities too already talking about bringing back masking in public places you know why because i told you others told you as well once you give up your freedoms any sort of freedom it could be wearing a mask not wearing a mask it could be fill in the blank whatever it is once you give it up, you never get it back. You're not going to. It's not going to happen. Not without some sort of revolution. But the lockdown showed us. They showed us that half the country are frightened little sheep. 
that they'll do exactly what their overlords tell them. And those sheep don't care that Democrat politicians are going on living the life the way that they want to. They're not following these rules. Look at the Obama party, for Pete's sakes. Remember that? Rules for thee, but not for me. That's what it is. And the people that continue to support that party, the so-called leadership within that party, man, I'm telling you, they're destroying this country. It's not just the people who are putting these policies in. It's, it's a lot of people out there, many of which you and I know, who are saying, yeah, just go ahead. I support that. Go ahead and do it. Better than mean tweets, right? All right, <clears throat> let's transition here a little bit. <clears throat> the communist mob's been screaming for days, calling on Apple to remove Twitter from the App Store. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. And it's not surprising because since Steve Jobs died and you had Tim Cook take over, Apple's basically gone even further left. They're in bed with all the wrong people, literally in some cases. So it's not a surprise that they're considering, actively considering, pulling the, you know, the Twitter platform from, from the App Store. You had more news coming out about it yesterday on, on multiple outlets saying that they are threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store. Musk has said it as much, confirmed it in conversations. And the reason is, is because, as we always talk about, the left cannot stand the idea of not being able to control speech. They have to be able to control speech so they can control all narratives, like mainstreaming pedophilia. At no time, by the way, in history, has the side that censors speech or silences dissent, at no time have they been the good guys. We are living, I mean, if, if there's one saving grace right now about how broken our world is, is we're living in a time where it's pretty damn clear who the good guys and bad guys are. Either you support all the amendments, the First Amendment, all the other amendments, or you don't. The lines are pretty damn clear. Either you think pedophilia is the worst crime on the face of the planet, or kind of like the play we discussed in Booze and Banter yesterday that's off-Broadway right now, which is sick. You just think perpetrators are misunderstood. That's a clear distinction. Literally, and it, uh, those are just two examples, but on almost all the issues out there, the lines are clear as can be. And this is the time for choosing. There's no more trying to compromise. We're living in this, this post-COVID world. And you've got to see with your own eyes, people have got to wake up how Democrats will force you into submission, how half the population will dutifully go along with what they're being told. You always wonder, people always kind of wonder, maybe they don't, I don't know. How Germans got sucked into, you know, by the Nazi party and all that was going on there. How they ended up murdering Jews. But honestly, we saw the same sort of mentality with COVID. People just did whatever they were told without questioning the government. Oh, but it's the government asking us to do this. They're saying it's, it's the right and appropriate thing to do. You get people in large portions large swaths of the population to carry out atrocities by getting them not to question what they're being told. By getting them to do what the government tells them to do. I mean, this, 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 what the Democrat parties become and their elite friends all over the globe. And again, there's a lot of Republicans included in that too is honestly like the deadliest cult the world has ever seen. It is sickening. It's sickening who they are. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how it starts, because I remember reading a, a book on Hitler, and it, and it was someone who was writing about Hitler, and he said that he was such a great speechmaker that they 
wanted him to to carry all the cases in the government and you know and, and be like go up and talk about this go up and talk about this and and because he could get people riled up right but then when it was like oh we're going to give him power then they realized wait wait a second but it was too late it was it already happened and then he was afraid then everyone was afraid that they were going to get killed so it's the same thing here like put a pretty face put a good voice in front make it look good but right now the democrats can't even do that they don't even have a press secretary that can do that let alone the president yeah, well, they got the Sam thing. That's what he, I mean, a pretty face, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, bald there you man go. with yeah. mustache and lipstick. <laughs> but it's one of those things where you're going, oh, gosh, like, at least we don't have someone that we're like, oh, wow, we, he's right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's it really is. <clears throat> and on a side note, I the opening week numbers of the box office for the for that play we talked about. Just to see how many people actually showed up and supported this. <laughs> you did? No, I want to. Oh, you want like, to? I, yeah. I, I think it would be, especially in New York, I think it's going to be a very yeah. depressingly high number, is my sense. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll take a look at it, and maybe I will have it for Booze and Banter. For booze, but, yeah. I, but it's just... <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, in Booze and Banter yesterday over on Locals, we were talking about this play. What's it called? Down state down i don't know what it, it doesn't matter it's just, it's it doesn't deserve the credit anyways but there's a guy who wrote a play about pedophilia making it more mainstream and essentially saying how these people are treated too harshly and they're misunderstood is is kind of the gist of it and people are paying to go see it and it's sick and it's disgusting um, all right, let's move on from that because I've I've hit my pedophilia limit for the day. Um, but we got Mike Lindell, whose company, My Pillow, is a great supporter of this show. Anytime you buy there, you also support this show. If you use promo code Drusa, go do it. It's a win-win-win. You're supporting an American company. You're supporting our show. You're getting great products. It's an awesome deal, and you can save up to sixty-six percent by using promo code Drew at My Pillow. That was not a planned plug, but like I said, I was probably going to do it again, so I guess it, it kind of is like a half-planned plug. But the reason I'm bringing him up is, as you've probably heard by now, he's thrown his hat into the ring for Republican National Committee chairman. And I look, guys, there's, there's going to be lots of commentary on this. There's lots of people who love Mike. There's lots of people who don't, just like everyone else in this crazy-ass polarized world. But I'm totally on board with this move. Does he necessarily have the experience to do that? Depends on how you're looking at it. He's not a politician, so no, not necessarily. But you, you, you want more private sector people in a lot of these key positions. And you want people who aren't establishment. And what, no matter what Ronna McDaniel says, she's a rhino. I don't care what she, I mean, for, she's, her uncle's Mitt Romney, for God's sake. So she can say all she wants about how she supports the new Republican Party. But those are just words. I'm not buying it. And I don't think many others are either. She did a horrible job with midterms. And she, frankly, she just needs to be booted from her position. She can go work at the Lincoln Project with all the other pedophiles. Take Adam Kinzinger and, and Miss Piggy with you, by the way, please, if you do that. But we don't need the same old players in leadership roles. There needs to be a cleansing of all of this stuff in D.C. Get rid of the uniparty members that we talk about all the time. If we're going to save the GOP and if we're going to save our country, it has to happen. Literally, our founding fathers set up government to make sure that we didn't have career politicians like we have today. And things have gone way off the rails, which is why I'm in favor of, of Mike and people like Mike becoming the chairman of the Republican National Committee because he comes from the private sector. A lot of this was supposed to work this way. Come from the private sector. You do your civic duty by running for an office. You get elected if you, if you happen to win. You do your time. Pass some bills. Do some good for the community and your country. Then you go back to your original job. That's how the system was designed to be. But, of course, humans jacked it up. Humans who love power, who get a smell of it, a taste of it, and then they don't want to give it up. They change the rules, and they become career politicians because their, their bank account likes where it's at. 
But just as Trump did with the presidency, <clears throat> I think Mike Lindell would do the same for the Republican National Committee by coming into that position. He'd have fresh perspectives. He'd have new eyes looking at the problems that are there. He'd make necessary adjustments. Would he make mistakes? Of course he would. He's a human being. But I like the idea of more people, Mike included, coming from outside of D.C., getting involved in D.C. and saying, you know what? Give me that plate. And then smashing the plate on the ground and saying, let's start over. Because that's what needs to happen. If we've got any chance in hell, and I don't know that we do, but if we do, I know for a fact that it involves us going down a path where we break stuff and we rebuild it. That makes people uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, folks, it's the only way it's going to work. The only way. All right, we got plenty to get to over on Booze and Banter. Like I said, we're going to show some clips and talk a little bit more about the lockdowns over in China, the craziness there, the UN talking about hate speech. We'll see what else is going on. You can bring some questions. Definitely bring yourself. Grab a drink if you so choose. If you're at work, then you probably shouldn't. But come on over. We're going to be over at Locals. I will put the link once again in the chat. Guys, it's, it's only $5 a month to get on Booze and Banter and enjoy all of the fun over there. We've got a great community. Like we have great communities here, we've got an even greater tight-knit community over there. So come on. Come on. Share the link. Bring a friend, bring a drink, and we'll see you there in about five. If you can't come for whatever reason, we'll see you tomorrow right here on the show. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.